you have a quip. We'll both have a quip. It's just cadals. Welcome back to a very special episode of Witty Banter, episode number 125. Uh, my name is Max, and I'm all alone, just sitting here in my lonesome, uh, hanging out here alone in Texas, feeling the warm Texas humidity while two of my best friends hang out together without me in the deliciously breezy weather, weather of California. So I've got, uh, I've got Chase's best friend, Hunter Dorsett, and then I've got longtime pal of uh, Hunter, Chase Williams, with me today as well. How are you guys doing? You know, just two peas in a pod over here. Yeah, yeah you have to out. bring the energy level up, man, because we're we're fucking juiced. Yeah, we're jamming. Yeah, you guys are yeah, that Cali vibe. <laughs> bring it up to like four twenty, man. Shed <laughs> right? some of that humidity. <laughs> Dude, honestly, man, the weather. Uh, we've had like three days of winter so far, and it's already getting hot again. And I'm just like, well, until next year, guys. Dude, when great. I left, it felt good in Houston. I was honestly thinking it was like an omen for the end of the world. It was like, this <laughs> feels like that's way it, dude. Too good. You took the good weather with you. Yeah. There was, yeah, there's earthquakes, the fucking country's on fire. Uh, Texas is livable weather right now. This is ridiculous. Do you so. feel isolated, Max? How's it feel on the other side of that screen? It feels, uh, it feels lonesome, man. There's like, you know, it's I'm, weird, I'm right? looking around for like energy to bounce off of, and I realize uh-huh. that the only energy I can bounce on. Is my own energy. Is a screen. That's it. Yeah, is a screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. But, so what brings you out to uh, to California, Hunter? You're just going out there for work, chilling? Yeah, you know, just on the, the first work assignment, cross country. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's just like a, a company out here that is a subsidiary of the company that I normally audit. And so we have to come out here and uh, make sure that when we're testing their stuff, that we're doing it the right way and that they can tell us kind of the ins and outs of what makes their revenue work tick. What do you do on an airplane, Hunter? How do you kill time on an airplane? Dude, so this is the first time. Here we go. That I straight, okay, so because like I flew in a 737-900, which is 40 rows. <laughs> it's a big one, okay? Oh, my. Big I Bertha. Was the last row, and I was in the middle. Oh, no. And there's not a lot of space on either side of these guys. So I literally, and like I brought my backpack, like it was way too big. Like it's the most I could possibly stuff in my backpack. So like there's no way for me to like not make a huge scene by pulling stuff out to fiddle with and yeah, stuff. Of course. So I literally just sat oh straight up and looked forward for like four hours. Dude, what? <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> what did you like think about? Nightmare. I just, man, I just, I just toughed it out. I didn't even like pull out my phone because it was just like too, like there's nothing to look at. There's no internet or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's I just meditated, you know? You brought your entire podcasting setup. I was worried that we were going to have to do a lot of troubleshooting on my end to replicate what you got going on over there. But Hunter was like, nah, I I'm literally brought everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like a traveling roadman of like high quality podcasting material hey man you can't do it any less than what you got i mean there you go you gotta get what you got how was the process of getting your setup was that harder or not as hard as you thought max uh my setup was well i had it like kind of rigged because a long time ago me and chase did the uh the the lonesome two podcast without you right. when you went on tour for mm-hmm. a little bit 
And I still had some of it already, already set up, so it wasn't too weird. But I'm doing everything off of my laptop right now instead of my like home desktop computer. Yeah. So I'm running on like this bad boy here, which is you know it's it's not the best. You know, it's it's not the the most powerful laptop in the world. So we're it's chugging away over here. It's pretty loud. I'm hearing it right now. It's it's putting in some work, you know. But I think it'll be our. I think I can manage for the rest of this podcast. So that shouldn't be too terribly bad. But most importantly, guys, I know we're all friends. We're hanging out, and I am alone. But I am alone drinking beer, like I usually do when I'm alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So are you guys also drinking beer out there in California? We are drinking yeah. beer. I think Chase is like trying to really show off something here. So I went out and I bought a six pack and I've already reviewed this beer on the show once. It's the Stone Ripper Pale Ale from uh, Stone. Stone Brewery (laughs) here in San Diego. Okay. (laughs) And the reason why I got it is I want to do like a re-review with Hunter. And when I think of San Diego beer now, I feel like this one perfectly encapsulates like what San Diego beer is. It's super citrusy. It's uh, juicy, as we've been saying. Got a little bit of hot sauce. A little mm-hmm. fucking sauce up in there. <laughs> and I want Hunter to, to taste it and just give me his impressions, because I think this is a good candidate for saying, like, as a representative for the San Diego style. And even, like, the, even like the advertising it's beautiful. seems San Diegan. The colors are awesome. Yeah. It's like teal and orange. It's, it's great. like what the charges were. The colors of San Diego. Were. Yeah. Oh, right on. All right, so that's what we're drinking. And it's 5.7% by alcohol, and while Hunter takes his first sip, um, I'll just add. You're going to add. Is it good? Yeah, how is it? All right. (laughs) Is it a good beer? You just said, I'll just add. I'll just add, and then he waited for for Hunter, where are you? That's called creating anticipation. Mm -hmm. What about you, Max? What are you you, uh, working with? Well, it's week... Three of uh, beers, colon, spooky. Um, And I had a tough choice because this beer, I looked at it and I said, that's kind of spooky. But then I thought, is that spooky enough, right, for the show? Because my other beer. You've had some not so spooky ones. I have another one coming up that's definitely spooky. The next next week is the spookiest, probably, of all the beers. It's a lot of pressure. This one is uh, the Boulevard's Dark Truth, which I thought was going to be one of the spookier beers that I'm gonna be it's existentially <laughs> it is it's one of those ones that like you have to think about and then you get terrified right but it's an imperial stout from boulevard uh it looks to be pretty good it's 9.7 alcohol by volume it's gonna be pretty it's definitely yeah it's definitely dark um i mean i don't know man it looks to be pretty good it's been a while since i've had a stout on the show i'm excited for it i've taken a sip of it so far and uh it's pretty fucking delicious at the moment Nice this Stone Ripper is good though. Like I'm not gonna say too much. I'll save most of it for halftime, but it's pretty tasty. This we got tasty pale good. and in good form. We got a six pack over here, so who knows oh, where the night's nice. gonna go? Oh boy, that. three beers yeah. a piece. Who so knows I can how chug this one right away. We can right. fully explore the chug meter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go through all the meters today as we go through. Right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of meters, guys. There we go. All right. What do you think about that? You think about that? that was, was good. A good segue. Did we think yeah. about it right? We're going to be talking about some other meters from a very special video game for us today. So let's go ahead and get right into it. This is witty banter. So, 
So we were struggling to kind of think about what we wanted to talk about today on the show. And yep. it's been a while since we have kind of recapped on what I think is becoming a very common topic for the show. We got to drop in, dude. We got to drop in. We got to say what's up to Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Fighters. Fighters. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy out of me to not say Z. <laughs> say Z. Every it should time be I Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It I really think be that's Dragon the better Ball name. Fighter Z. Absolutely. You I really got to, I mean, like. So Dragon Ball Fighters, it's fine. It's but okay. I like punching the Z on there. It's like, I almost want to say Dragon Ball Z Fighters, but then that's two Zs. You yeah. know what I mean? If you put the fighter, if you put the Z at the end of it, then you could just, I don't know. I I like Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I also kind of just like Dragon Ball Fighters, but but I kind of just like giving Z its its own nod. That's what I'm saying, dude. A Z is it's, so it's important, very, man. It's, it was it's, yeah. It's what makes it. It's what makes it what it is. That's when the Saiyans came in. Was when Z came around. You know, that Z is very important to the franchise. Uh, but it's the recently, mystical spice. But they're Z fighters. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you fucking want? <laughs> um, but some new information came out for Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh my god, Dragon Ball we Fighters! Should, dude, what the fuck? And, is? We should try and change the perception and make people say Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Everybody's already saying that. I Just mean, well, we did our job. It. That's we did yeah. it. Wow, we succeeded. Uh, <laughs> but a few new characters came out uh, within the last couple of days that I know. Chase has been looking forward to one of them. Oh, really? We talked about it. Yeah. Have you seen the two new characters? I don't think so. Is it Chase? Well, so no, it's no Chase, but we're not going to rock it (laughs) because we do have the captain of the forest. Captain Gingyu has been announced for the game. Okay. I thought you were in it. I I think that's kind of an obvious one. Yeah. I I think it was more just like I saw that one coming, you know? Really? Yeah. You're definitely not going to be excited about this other character because he's pretty expendable. But it is confirmed that Nappa will be a playable character in the game now as well. Nappa, dude. Before Raditz? Raditz exactly. How do you <laughs> put Nappa? Before Raditz? You really feel like Raditz is a more important character than Nappa? In 120%. Dragon Ball <laughs> dude, he's not, it's not that he's, he's his brother. <laughs> Nappa has no familial relations. And he's expendable. Like, he's way more expendable than Raditz. Really? Raditz pushes the, forward, the, the story forward. Yeah, man. You don't think he's that the, he's the drive? He's the first sh- sign of conflict. He's the first real battle with adult Goku. Well, you see adult Goku with Piccolo, but you yeah. also but it's the first time you see the special beam cannon uh-huh. with Raditz, nice. right? Yeah. And it's the first time that you see that you can overcome the tail weakness because he fucking has overcome that shit because he's a Saiyan. But I don't know. I, I I would do Raditz before Nappa. Well, I agree. Well, maybe they're saving him for the finale, and they're just getting these guys out of the way. But I was kind of interested in Captain Gingyu more, and like, how do you expect for his special, like, for his actual special move to work in a fighting game? And I have to no way the body exchange is not going to be in there. I was about to say, you know, they're going to go full Ginyu because of all the other mechanics we've already seen. Like, they're not shine. Like, by like Hunter, I don't know if you've seen this, but if you have Goku on your team and you're playing Team Gohan Hmm. and you're fighting against Cell. And you beam clash, Goku will come out with to Team Gohan, and it'll always beat Cell's clash. Like they sticking, oh, wow. they're sticking to the the material like that closely. Okay, so on other beam clashes, is it dependent on like relative power levels, or is that the only one where like no, it's just not, combo? I'm, I'm not just, entirely sure. It's just even per character other than that one, which makes that like a better matchup against Cell, against a team with Cell on it. If you pick like you know, father-son, then you can use that to your advantage, which is pretty... That's like... It's I'm just kinda, wondering if there's going to be a lot of those. 
Well, it's just like taboo when you think about it from like a fighting game competitive genre. You think like, oh, that's messing with like the competitive scene. But if you yeah. do that with everything, if you really like push yourself with that with everything, then they just know that. Then it's just a part of the game, right? Then yeah. it's just like a mechanic, and it's just a matchup advantage to it, right? Hmm. So you know they're gonna go pretty full on, which is why like <laughs> it seems pretty overpowered to have if you're about to die with Captain Ginyu, if you can ha- get off your like level three super and just straight up switch bodies and health. Can you imagine how hype that would be though? It's gonna like- be. <laughs> It's like it's fuck. like level it's like Phoenix in, you know, Marvel versus Capcom. Like Yeah. It's always a gambit, but people go for it. That is true. And there are teams based around that mechanic entirely, which is yeah. what makes you think that maybe they'll do the same thing with Captain Ginyu as well. I mean, it would be interesting to see like cuz you can't just solely base your entire strategy off of that mechanic, right? Cuz I'm sure it'd probably be like you like diff- they'd probably make it difficult enough to pull off to where like you can't just be like oh I'm purposely going to get beat up and then just do that at the end right, right. so and and then like if it's too if it's too close then a person just get a couple off and you know get you but I don't know so this okay is- so what else is going on with uh, DBFC whatever what what other news do we got what other news that we got well with the uh, the last because we didn't really talk about the last characters either but Yamcha and Tien are also going to be in it as well which is fucking and dude sick. the Wolfgang Fist <sighs> yeah, and, and all of Yamcha's moves look awesome. so good and that's what's also really cool about this game is like since it has to be a balanced fighter like the characters have to be like everybody can beat everybody essentially that's good. they should yeah it, it should be so though. like and it's just cool because now like you can choose any of your favorite characters and they're gonna be a viable fighting like, yeah. a, a viable you can character. Finally so give if you them love the Yamcha, like yeah. It'll it'll be cool watching people win with Yamcha and Krillin against Goku and you know all these other hype characters. Well, I'm glad that they like so Yamcha was cool up until like the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, right? And I say like he's still cool, but he was pretty expendable pretty much from he that point. He gets retired, forward. yeah. He was he like is... a fucking bandit. Like he was a kick-ass bandit. Yeah, when he was introduced in Dragon Ball, he was fucking badass, dude. His fucking oh, yeah. martial arts <laughs> skills were fucking <laughs> sick, dude. He was one of Wolf the sickest Fist characters of Dragon killer. Ball. Yeah, man. So I think it's really cool that they kept him to, you know, he's got like the long hair like he did at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z and he's very, everything's based around Wolfgang Fist and stuff and it's like, that was all moves that he kind of stopped using because they became arbitrary later on. But I'm glad that they fucking gave him that because he didn't really do anything else after that. But um, along with those two characters, there's also a new meter system in the game too as well that has not been fully fleshed out or explained other than a few little tidbits. Just like some screenshots, right? Uh, yeah, and a little bit of information. Um, apparently, so at the very bottom of the screen, there is a mutually shared meter, or however you want to say it. There's seven of the Dragon Balls are like in the middle of between each characters. And apparently, you have to do things throughout the match, and that gives you a Dragon Ball. But the thing <laughs> is, is that you, you give share it to your the opponent meter. too. Yes, so you collectively collect Dragon Balls, and then once you, then whoever gets the seventh Dragon Ball gets quote unquote a wish. And nobody like really mid knows. Fight? Yes, and nobody really <laughs> so the knows what that means. The fighting just stops, yet. and Shinron comes. <laughs> oh, look, that like, hasn't you happened. You type in your wish. We don't. You submitted it to You submitted. You know what you can wish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bandai gets back to you in two weeks, and they uh, try to implement it into the game. No, but I think a lot of speculation is that whatever it's going to do is it's probably going to what like what are the Dragon Balls used for the most? Reviving a character. Reviving somebody, which is why yeah. a lot of people think that that's what it's going to be based around. And I honestly think that there should be more options because if that's what it does at the very end of it, I would kind of be like, 
let down That's a little bit because I'm already discouraged well, by the meter itself from a competitive standpoint. It already sounds like it's going to be some like problem competitively. Why? I just think that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to have something that like if it's as strong as reviving a whole character, which we don't know, which we don't know. Right, which is what I'm kind of basing it around. But, but if like, what could they like in your mind's eye? What would you imagine them doing that's maybe not that influential to that degree? I have no idea. I mean, maybe like a shared power up to both sides or something. But I just mm-hmm. I can't think of a single fighting game that has a meter that both players pull from, and that in and of itself gets me excited just to see what it is. I like the concept of that. But if it, I, I guess I, I would agree that if it's something that would change the entire scope or like the uh, I guess the the way the theme of the match like if somebody's kicking ass the whole time and then the other guy benefits from getting his ass kicked and then somehow gets off a punch gets the seventh Dragon Ball and everything changes you're like come on I think that coming from playing so much Street Fighter Five is that while I do think V triggers are super cool that game is all about comeback mechanics and it feels like this could be that one thing that like ends up being but i don't know maybe it's not because you have to mutually build it up the whole time so maybe it's not but i just don't want there to be too much like comebacky mechanics in this game well dude i mean but like think about the mind games that are going think about the nature of the mind games with the mechanic that's shared by both players it's not so much that you're now reading your opponent as they try to build their own meter like it just seems like there's a depth there's going to be a depth of play there or just a style of play that I've never I never seen in another fighting game. It uh, yeah, gets me excited. It sounds right. fresh. I, I am excited for it too. And the developers did say that because they never came out and told you what it did or how it even works because you don't even know how you quote unquote get Dragon Balls in the yeah. middle of a match, right? But they I would did imagine say that it just like you pick from options and they have like maybe like three typical options or something that you choose from. What would be the other two things you think? Instantly uh, killing the other character, like it could be like a destroyed, like from maybe a, like a maybe game. like maybe you get like a power up with like as one of the things. Maybe you get like a um, you revive a character's health halfway or something that was on your team that died or something or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I still have to imagine that with Arc Systems, like I think they're building this to be competitive. Yeah, and it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be very chaotic. Mm-hmm. But I think the balance is still going to be there. And, like, it's going to be something that both players have to consider each match, you know. And, and it, who knows? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have to go to the well each time. But yeah. if every player knows how the mechanic works, like. Yeah, I mean, I guess be it's interesting. True. So hopefully it doesn't. Yeah, and it seems so, like, tough that it might even be something that's, like, rarely seen in competitive play. And maybe so that when it is seen, it's, like, that much more hype. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's just an option. Yeah, like you don't even have to play. Like you can turn Dragon Balls on and off. Yeah, Maybe like like during competitive, competitive play. play, they don't want it. But I don't know. Yeah, well, it is. well, so we've got eighteen characters so far on the roster, right? Which and is nice. That's a lot of people, and it doesn't seem like it's slowing down because the yeah. game doesn't come out till February of next year, and they churn out characters. I feel like two characters come out every fucking month, that's if not more cool. than that, which is a lot of characters. February is um, coming up, man. It's not too far away. That's true. It is only. It'll be here, and it's yeah, that's true. It'll come up pretty soon. But that being said, at this point, do you guys have like teams or anything in mind for what you want? Can we run through the eighteen just real quick? Yeah, of course. Do you have the list? Oh, the, like all eighteen of them? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hold on. Let me. You guys just stall. Because what for was a really cool is they right announced here. a new character to the Dragon Ball Fighter. To Dragon Ball Z's universe. And yet nobody like, right. has seen her 
like gameplay though. We know that she's involved in the story, but nobody's seen her as a playable character. I can't imagine that they won't, but I will just say that she is oh, one that has not she been might showed. not. See, but I just I thought it, I think she's going to be in it and I thought that was the coolest thing that Arc System Works could have done because it it satisfies like it adds to the gigantic lore of the universe already and it's a new character to play with like I don't know when I saw that announcement I just that was like a tip of the hat moment where I was like dude you guys are doing everything right it would have been really easy for them to not even try to do anything like that so I think you could just see a lot of ambition right now with what they're I think they're really vying for this to be and they're taking on the mantle like if you're gonna introduce a new character to Dragon Ball Z like you better be fucking sure that what you're doing isn't gonna piss off yeah the hardcore <laughs> because yeah. a lot of people got really pissed off when they did that with GT and uh Introduced 10 million new characters <laughs> that everybody hated. Um, so, yeah, I've got the whole list here, right? So just to refresh everybody's memory, all right? We got some androids. We've got Android 16. Mm-hmm. We've got Android 18 with her Android 17 assist, but Android 18 is the playable character. Correct. Android 21, like we said, kind of in limbo. Not sure if she's playable or not. We've got Majin Buu. We've got 100% Golden Frieza. Sick. We've oh, got, wow. Yeah, we've got Ginyu, and Ginyu also, by the way, has Ginyu Force Assist, so we will see probably Jason <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, <laughs> Which is very cool. Um, we've Burton. got Super, <laughs> Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. Uh, we've got uh, Goku in three different forms. We've got hmm. uh, Krillin. We've got Nappa. Perfect Cell. Piccolo. Super Saiyan Blue, Goku and Super Saiyan Blue, Vegeta. We've got uh, Tien, and he has Chiaotzu assists. We've got mm-hmm. regular Vegeta, who has like his normal form and his Super Saiyan form. And we've got Super Saiyan form, Future Trunks, and we've got Yamcha. All, All right. right. I think my three, I'm gonna ha- I think I'm going to pick Frieza. You're gonna yeah. pick Frieza? I think Frieza's really? going to be in there. I think Frieza's still my favorite villain yeah. of really? Dragon Ball. Yeah. Hmm. And then... It's hard not to pick, like, want to pick Goku. Like, yeah. it's really hard not, not to want to pick him. But, like, with Trunks, he's got those sword mechanics, which remind yeah. me a lot of Kai from Guilty Gear. Yeah, but I also, but like, moves. but like, Trunks isn't my, he's not like, I haven't put my flag in the sand as like a huge fandom. Because you his. know that Max will take him. I, yeah, too. and I know Max wants him, but would it, feel, <laughs> it would feel really great to whip Max's ass with Trunks. With my favorite character? Great. I think I'm going to do like Yamcha. No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna do Frieza, Goku, and Vegeta for now. Okay, like, that's pretty vanilla, man. That's just the yeah, but dude, right there. It's yeah. nothing wrong with vanilla. You gonna shit on my dreams? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I mean. Um, well, okay, so are you doing um just like you're not gonna do the blue versions of Goku? Yeah, right? what version of Goku are you gonna do? I gotta well, the, see what the difference is mechanically for that. I was gonna say there's only blue, and then the other three are all in one package. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right on. Right. So okay, I you? I think my my flag in the sand character is Piccolo. Yeah, nice. that's a good one. I really want Piccolo. So um, I think I might try and do like another fringe character where it's either like Krillin or Tien. Like, I'm, yeah, and I'm really drawn to Yamcha as well, just because yeah. like his moves look so cool, and out of the context of the show, he's just as powerful as everybody else. Right. Yeah. So that's cool. I but I, I I I don't know why like it's always intrigued me to be really good with Krillin. Like I just think being Plus, the smallest, just most human like, character on there, 
and still kicking ass would be Laying awesome. It down. He's got a very interesting move set too. His shit is mm-hmm. fucking cool. He has a lot of like fake out moves because he does a lot of like the double image See, stuff. That's, that so you can dope. do stuff like that, and you can do uh, sensu beans stuff where you can like you throw them out onto the stage, <sighs> but you have to go grab them because the other person can go get them. But it revives or heals you, <laughs> which is cool mechanics. He's got some cool destructo disc is unblockable, so it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got some cool. That's right. It's true. And then like I guess for a third like. I'm tempted to say Teen Gohan. I'm tempted yeah, to I would, say... Yeah, I would think that you would... You are a Teen, teen I mean, that's, Gohan would be shooting. Yeah, I mean, that's... Or Cell. That's a big one. I wouldn't do Cell. Um, Cell's supposed to be really and I'm good. And guessing, I'm guessing Majin Buu is Fat Buu. Yeah, at this moment. Um, I mean... Yeah, I don't think I would do Android 16. Yeah, maybe... It, Maybe it would be Teen Gohan. So, and Piccolo Teen Gohan is a fucking. It's a good combo. combo. It's a good so. combination. So Teen yeah. Gohan Piccolo. Who was the other one that you said? Uh, I'll say Krillin. Krillin. That's a good squad, actually. That's a pretty. That's a classic squad. Well, as dude, well. I feel like you throw any three together, it's gonna that's, be. Sick. That's yeah, like that's true. That's like the uh, the three that tried to take on Vegeta and Nappa when they came in, right? That yeah, man, true. they stepped up. Yeah. Um, Give so us Raditz. Dude, I know, man. <laughs> Give us fucking Give raddits. Give us fucking raddits, dude. Uh, yo, I'm, I'm going to have to put Yamcha on my team. I think he looks fucking awesome. I think that... I haven't seen anything about his spirit ball, but I can only imagine that his spirit ball is going to look fucking tight when he whips it mm. out. Um, I Obviously, I have to play Trunks, even though I feel yes. like Trunks is going to play not super interesting in this game. I, th- I just do don't I? see them. I just don't think that he will. I think that because he has like the sword mechanics, he's going to end up playing a lot like... Just like simple... Like overheads, like I don't, you know, not to hate on but, your character. No, 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 no. But well, that's the thing gear, about that's the thing about Kai that I really that like really upped my game is Kai has a bunch of mix-ups built into his into his own specials, right? He has overheads yeah. that are moves, mm-hmm. and you realize that those are only powerful when you start mixing up your opponent in ways that don't use those. So like once you get them to start guessing on whether it's going to be a grab or a low or like an instant air dash overhead and you get them guessing that way, that's when it's safe to start pulling out your gimmicks, you know? Yeah. And it may be easy to use gimmicks with trunks easy on and, and defeat those gimmicks online, but yeah. they can still be powerful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's true. And I really do, like, I love the androids a lot, yeah, but I'm not... You just wish like, they were 17. It's just 17 was my favorite. And the other two, like, 18's cool, and I think that having a new character like 21 is awesome. But from what I've seen gameplay-wise, 16 looks fucking dope. Yeah, he's, he's all got some grapples. He's got like a jump up air grab. He's got this like ultimate destruction move where he blows himself <laughs> up and blows the other person up. He does mm-hmm. that part where he like pulls his forearms off and then blasts oh, yeah, you into the, the machine ground. gun arms. Completely yeah. like you know something that would not work, right? It seems so like broken. Like that's like why would you make your character do that? <laughs> like why doesn't he shoot it out of his hand like everybody else? Like no, he takes them off and he has to hold them here. Like that's that's there's no that's flawed. <laughs> But it looks fucking great. It's just poorly designed. So at this point, Doctor Giroux, <laughs> I would say uh, Yamcha, Trunks, and Android Sixteen are probably the ones I'm looking at. That being said, are there any characters that you guys really need to get into this game? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask maybe other than Raditz. What was what was everybody Raditz needing? Is a, to Raditz get is a good it? one. I want Raditz so bad. <laughs> I mean, what I like, I don't watch. I mean, so you watch Super, right? You watch Dragon Ball Super quite a bit. I and have. I've watched the last like 30, 35 episodes. And I don't, from what I've seen of Jiren, I don't like his character design at all. I think he looks it's really It's basically stupid. just a mold between Frieza and um, 
like kind of just like a human, really. I've got one. What? Master Roshi. Mm, I wouldn't do Roshi. Dude, it, but think <laughs> it like if you could power him up and do like his super Into muscular his super form, buff form. Yeah. And he starts busting out those Kamehameha's, dude. Yeah. Like he yeah. starts as the turtle right. hermit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Okay. But what about Supreme Kai? Um mm. I'm also not like super into so, Kai either. I also don't need Kai in there. What so if, one of my favorite in Budokai Tenkaichi was uh, Ultimate Gohan. Like Ultimate Gohan was one of like my favorite to play adult with. Adult Ultimate Gohan. Yeah, like after he had been sort of enhanced by the uh, Elder yeah. Supreme Kai. I agree. He was pretty dope. You could have another version of Boo, either like Kid Boo or what about Boo. Uh, Pycon? Ooh, Pycon would be actually fucking dope. Pycon is cool, but that's why I kind of wanted to bring up Super too, because I like Hit a lot. I think Hit looks fucking cool, and I think he's Hit a cool is character. very cool, yeah. and Super's supposed to be considered canon. Or GTA yeah. Oh yeah. Not. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no way they're not going to put in some super characters, which is why I also think that like I think it's very possible. I'm not they a won't. huge Beerus fan, but I do like <laughs> Whis a lot. Well, he's like, a god. Yeah, and that's cool. But I like Whis a lot more than him. And I think his uh, assistant, yeah, the angel. Yeah. Why? The angel. That guy's that guy's not- fucking cool. But Man. but then you see him in Super and like all of the angels are that way. And you're <laughs> like, oh, Whis isn't that special anymore. <laughs> he's not unique. Damn. Um, well, what about like, but movies? Hit and Pycon would both be fucking cool drops, yeah. in my opinion. What about uh, Gotenks? Oh, Gotenks would be nice, they've, be dude. Sick. They've got to be holding that one. What about you know they've got to drop yeah. Gotenks? What about Zarbon? <laughs> Zarbon's pretty whack. I think he's too fringe, man. Yeah, I, I like I him mean, myself, but there's no way he will take the mantle over some of these other people that need to be in the game. He's not. We have a lot of. We have a lot of androids, but Dr. Giro. Dude, like, as long as it's not Hercule or Videl, I'm going to be very happy. Really? You don't think Hercule would be... Dude, fuck Hercule and <laughs> Videl. Like, I, I think Hercule would fuck be that whole a family. fun addition. I think Hercule would be awesome in the game myself. I would just be so mad losing to Hercule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like he doesn't. He can't do any of the stuff. That the, like He can't do the little uh, homing dash, right? Or he can do it yeah. very limitedly. But he'll make up for it in a lot of these other little gimmicky like fake out moves or like smoke screens and stuff. I think would be it'd be interesting sick. to like see how they would find a way to make him look as drastically underpowerful as he is in the show, but still make him yeah. a good enough fighter to where he's relevant. If in the all game. of his moves were basically just punchlines, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, that that's my only quick list. I mean, there's like a hundred some odd characters in a Budokai game, so there's so many to choose from. Yeah. I mean, if they went into the Dragon Ball realm, like uh, Robot General Sao would be kind of like a cool throwback, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe somebody from the World Martial Arts Tournaments. Like, What about like the, the movies? Did you guys ever watch any of those? Like uh, Janemba? Like Do you Janemba. think they're going to drop Broly? Fuck Janemba. I fucking love Janemba. Uh, Broly, I think, is iconic enough to get in, despite the fact that he's like a movie-only character. I don't think Bardock was popular enough to get in. I think Bardock's got some popularity to him, and I think that would be fucking tight, except for he doesn't really have any like moves to draw on. Yeah, he doesn't really shown. seem like that special of a villain. Like he's I would think... a j- villain? Bardock? I think... I think like... <laughs> he's a good guy. What is oh, he I'm a not, villain? Oh, I'm thinking of... Who's the big green guy with Turles? orange oh. hair? I like Turles a lot. Who's the green guy with orange hair? He's like Ooh. a he's like in one of the movies, and he's like this big. He's like a big green dude who has a transformation with orange hair. 
Fuck, I can't remember. Who his are you name. I thought about? that was yeah. Bardock. The other android or the other android, the blue guy no, with the orange hair. No, no, that's like Android fucking fourteen or fifteen 14 or whatever. Or some he is. Shit, I don't know, man. I don't remember his name. Yo, Bardock would be cool. Fucking Goku's dad would be fucking tight. I very support that. Yeah, oh, man. Or cooler or whatever. I don't know, man. Well, because honestly, <laughs> the more that we think about it, there's really like there's a million characters, but they're getting they're we're running out of like mainstays already. Yeah. You know well, what you I mean? You got 18 of them already, dude. You got 18. That's true. This, yeah, we have I, 18 I, characters. I think the game. most likely that I heard is Gotenks. I think Gotenks I think they would I would be, be very surprised if they don't put it in. Yeah, yeah, Gotenks will be in there for sure. Man. Well, is there any other news that you guys want to talk about as far as the game goes? Any any other speculations as far as DBFZ? I mean, Hunter, are you ready to get into this game? I yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, I'm not I don't think I'm going to yeah. be as good as you guys. Like I want to be I want to be as competitive as I can possibly be, but um I I'm going in with with realistic expectations, but I want to be at least you know, considered a peer. That's I think cool. that's, that's that's good. all I really am shooting you wanna for. You want to be on the uh, you want to be TN within the group, you know? Like I want to be there. I want to be I want to be like about as good as I was a guitar hero relative to you guys. That's pretty good, fucking though. good. That's so, good. Yeah. That's that's a uh, that's like Piccolo status right there, man. That's yeah. That's no, right. I'm, yeah, that's number that would two. Be perfect. Right Given that Piccolo oh, is my flag in the sand. You are a Piccolo. <laughs> that sounds <Okay>. perfect. <laughs> oh man, but we're all very excited about the game. Can't wait for see for it unfold. Let's go ahead and head on over to halftime, and then we'll come back with a few more shenanigans for us. All right. Beep boop 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 boop. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Alright, so we have a couple of beers. Alright, I'm drinking alone. You guys are drinking together like best friends. So why don't the best friends <laughs> tell me exactly what's going on with this incredible stone IPA that I can never try out here in Texas? I I don't know if it is where where it is distributed. I feel like I've never seen this in Texas. Nice. <laughs> Good. That's cool. a nice badge of honor you. for Chase. That's something. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess what I would say about it is, I do get a little bit of like the what you were saying about like the juiciness, a little yeah. bit of the citrus, right? I think it's like it. It's hoppy, but like not. It's not an overbearing hoppy, right? It's chuggable. It's super drinkable. It's got very yeah. It's 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 high on the chugometer. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just very well balanced. It just goes down well, and it's just like enjoyable to drink. It's really clean and like crisp, right? Right. Yeah. Hmm. I don't That's have, but I don't have a whole lot of specific because, as usual, <laughs> I can't smell a lot about it. So <laughs> yeah. you know, I just think it's a great beer to sit down and drink and kind of forget about. But also, every sip you take, you're like, oh yeah, no, that's good. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, beer. that's good. But let me get back to my life, you know, not too overbearing. <laughs> um, what is overbearing is this imperial stout, but not in a very bad way. It's a stout. It's supposed to be like that. It's dark. Um, it's super sweet, man. It's the dark truth of it that all sucks. is that it's very sweet, sweet as fuck. Um, like artificially sweet, or I mean, I wouldn't say that. Nine point I mean, seven. Not, so yeah. you imagine a little bit. 
I would say there's a lot of sweetness from the alcohol, and it's got a very, like, not artificially sweet, because there's a very, like, dark chocolate sweet to it. Man, not like... A like, dark chocolate sweet. Like, I don't know how to really describe it, man, but it's definitely sweet, and after getting about halfway through my glass, I was just like, whew, I need to kind of take a step back, and not <laughs> from anything other than the fact that it was just, like, a lot of mouthiness to it, like melted chocolate, but... <laughs> but, I mean... The label is fucking cool looking. It's got an eye on it. That's tight. And uh, I'll just wait for it to open <laughs> up a little bit. Have you discovered any dark <laughs> truths? I, yeah, it hasn't taught me any dark truths just yet. Uh, <laughs> other than the fact that Hunter Hunter is, is blowing up really well and becoming a really great show for me. It might oh be one gosh. of my top five favorite animes of all time. That's a dark truth you for you, serious? Hunter. Uh, look, I'm still Dude, finishing the show. Hunter Hunter and My Hero Academia, if you put both of them in your top five, then you're a changed man. What? <laughs> that oh, might shit. be very true, but uh, I haven't finished I just the entire like, series I was like, yet. Because t- I had talked about it when we talk about Brethren and stuff. I was, yeah. you know, every once in a while I refer to it, and I guess you, I, what, what had you started up? But now he's like fucking super into it, now. dude. Well, let me this tell is you, one you love too, right? Yeah, this is yeah. Hunter's been pitching me this show for like years. Right, but and I never I, pushed too yeah. hard because I didn't figure it would be his his type of show. Yeah, you didn't. That's exactly. Yeah, that's why it's I'm the long game. That's why. Yeah, he was playing the long <laughs> con <laughs> here, dude. Because he pitched it once and he talks about it all the time. And I I watched the first two episodes like two years ago and was like, this is not for me. And then recently went back and started watching it again. And since then, I've been fucking hooked. Except for the fact that Greed Island and the beginning of the Chimera Ants is super whack in my opinion. I don't like those at all. But it so you're, started. You're already on the Chimera Ants I'm, saga. I'm, I'm pretty far into the Chimera Ants saga, dude. If you can, if you <laughs> like that, if you yeah. like it as yeah. a legit, like, because people think that's the best. Yeah. Plenty of people, and I'm like, that's bullshit. Okay. People everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they all say. <laughs> you like? Yeah. You wouldn't believe. Yeah. Okay. Tremendous amount of people. <laughs> oh man. But you'll have to let me know when you get through it because, like. Other than other than the exam stage and the fucking yeah. Heaven's Arena. We like switched because last time I talked to you, you were like, yeah, it all sucks from here on out. And I was like, I'm having a great time. What are you <laughs> talking about? And now I'm like trying to convince you that Hunter Hunter is a great show. But for anybody, any of the anime listeners out there, uh, I'm sorry for taking this long to watch Hunter Hunter. It's really great. So anyway... Uh, we'll talk about that a later. Flick of the brow. Right? <laughs> For today, we're going to do a little bit of housekeeping because uh, I looked around our email house and it's dirty. We got a it lot is. of emails back in here. And from I like to keep a clean house. Ago. You do got like to keep some stones a clean house. to turn, you know? Yeah, so we're going to start dusting around a little bit and we're going to go to a very special place today, a very special corner. And today, we're going to actually go to Dooney's Mail Corner. It's Dooney's Mail Corner. <laughs> I feel like this was a long time coming. Yeah. We've teased at it. We've teased at it, and I feel like Dunter feels threatened. (laughs) Because usually Dunter sends one question a week. Uh It's very rare that Dunter misses that question. But now Dunter is sending multiple questions a week because they know (laughs) that they got to get their backlog as strong as Dooney's. And so the competition, I feel like, is officially It's underway. Yeah. Yeah. So this week... Is Dooney's Mail Corner. But we're still going to start with a Dunter question because we still Perfect. acknowledge that Dunter is fighting. Very, Let's not yeah. just ignore what you know he's done for the show. Huge contributor. Yeah, absolutely. So from Dunter, the question. As a group, I would like y'all to make a top three for Ryan Gosling movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Hunter, like how, how into this are you? 
I might as well go first because I have way less to say probably about this. I'll get y'all like I'll get y'all warmed up and stroking it. Before yeah, you, I- yeah. <laughs> Let us chub up here. Let us you know hang it out a little bit, and then you you know you, you feel out for a bit. So um, I, so right off the bat, can we all agree that? at least two of those movies and Hunter, I know you haven't seen this one yet. It's going to be drive and blade runner. That's what I was going to say. What's your third. That's it. Like, that's like, that's my thing. It's like, what is that's your third? Cause those two are the, the hot, they're shoe ends, right? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I mean, so there's the, uh, beyond the pines, right? The place Love beyond the film. pines, which is Great what film. I was going to probably throw in there. But the thing about that movie is spoilers. He dies in the first act, right? Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's not throughout the film. I remember feeling that devastation in the theater with you, Chase. Oh yeah, we literally made eye contact. <laughs> yeah, we looked at each other in the really theater. Like, we teared, were like, teared you, up a little. What bit. the fuck? We're like an hour into this three-hour. <laughs> Do you want to leave or what? <laughs> yeah, we, was that the night that we accidentally held hands yes, in the fucking yes, popcorn was. line when we had <laughs> to lay it off? We wasn't just, an accident. <laughs> but yeah, there's a place beyond the pines. Um, some other really great Ryan Gosling movies. Blue Valentine is one of my favorite. Uh, ah, but it's films. so depressing, dude. Yeah, but that's that's what he does best, man. It's great. <laughs> man. There's Lars and the real gr- the Lars and the real girl, which Love I've seen. Love that film. Great movie. Y'all are gonna hate on me, but the he's notebook. pretty damn good in the Notebook. Oh, dude, he's excellent in the Notebook, man. The Notebook. I just feel like he just represents what guys should be. You yeah. know, and what guys go through. I feel you, dude. I think you've come <laughs> over to our side. <laughs> I think you're figuring it out. He's like, you know, he waits the long wait, and he's fucking cool and soft-spoken. Yeah, this yeah, is true. I don't know. I mean, there's that. Um, I mean, Only God Forgives is good, but I wouldn't put that in there as, like, right. top movies for Ryan Gosling, in my opinion. I'll, I'll do Drive, Blade Runner, and Lars and the Real Girl, just simply because that movie was very emotional, and I think he does just he's just a great actor in that movie. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I would do uh, the same thing, except for I would finish mine off with Blue Valentine, because that's like one of my favorite Ryan Gosling films. For the exact same reasons. It's very emotional yeah. in the way that it's done. You see a lot of, yeah. He plays that role perfectly. So, Any All difference right. for you, Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, have, I guess I'm going to say Place Beyond the Pines. A great film. I'll say The Notebook. And then I'd... Have you seen Drive? I've seen parts. I haven't seen it parts. all the way through. And are you, you plan to see Blade Runner? I want to. You yes. should really yeah. check that film out. So I'm just. I'll just stick with those two. Yeah. Alrighty. Despite it being Next Goonies question. Corner, that's a great question. Thank you. Keep yeah, all yeah. the Ryan Gosling questions coming. <laughs> More of those. <laughs> what are his best three body parts? Yeah. <laughs> Dooney asks. Hey guys, I hope y'all are well. Tell us about your favorite mini games and party games like Fusion Frenzy or Mario Party. What are some of your fondest memories with your favorite ones? Hexagon Heat is an all-time classic for me, oh, which is a great mini game. Yeah, that's so a fantastic are, mini game. There are mini games that are a part of games like yeah, Mario like Party the specific and specific ones. Man. Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna say Gwent, but I think Gwent. I wouldn't call a, that a mini game, honestly. Mini game. Well, I, don't know. I think it's, it's a, a game. mini game within The Witcher. It's a game within a, The Witcher. It's a game within a game. I don't it's think you can put game. the mini on there. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a deep game. It's, it's a not as big game. It's 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 profoundly simple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think it's a good shout out. Yeah. Okay. Special shout outs uh, to Drop in Fusion Frenzy, too, by the way. Even though I didn't play that a whole lot in my adulthood, in my youth, me and Riley Cannon played a lot of Fusion Frenzy, and that game was game. fucking awesome. So, But I think, really, at the end of the day, all the best minigames come out of Mario Party. At least Facelift. Facelift's great. 
Um, Shy Guy lives. Says. Shy Guy Says is Which, awesome. You know, where Shy where Guy you, is a classic What's It's always, <laughs> it's in my soul from now on. What's the one where you cut out their face the, with oh, the jackhammer? Jackhammer I one? Don't I don't know. know. I'm not going to know what it's any It's probably like face cut or something. I, I think it is. For, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what are some other really good ones? What are my favorite minigames from those? Hexagon Heat is great. Uh, I mean, I was going to say Infusion Frenzy where you have the balls. I, yeah. Well, that's yeah. The same, that there's one. a similar game like that in uh, Mario Party where you're where running, you're running on, on top of them. That's mm-hmm. the same concept, and I love both of those. Sumo or whatever. Yeah, man. Those are great. Oh, fuck. What are some other? There's other... Mario Part mini games. There's some really pretty like. good Pokemon. Uh, oh my Pokemon god! Stadium Pokemon mini Stadium mini games. I never like really one, one where Ratatat is running on the treadmill. <laughs> there's Lickitung getting all the sushi, and then uh, there's also Sandshrew. <laughs> Sounds like he's describing fever dreams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what makes a great mini game. I just always kind of sucked at Mario Party, so I don't know if I have a favorite one. No oh, man. There's the one where you. Uh, where you like have to fish? Is there a fishing one? Yes, there is a fishing yeah. one. There's also a submarine one. I, the Mar- the Mario Party uh, mini game that I cannot be beaten at is the like go to the races where you have oh, to crank have to up button mash. We have to yeah. button mash the shy guy. What about the one where there. you have to do teams and you're like on the oh, uh, roller pumping. track and you're pumping the? There's that, one. and then there's also like the balloon version of that where you have to blow up the guy. With uh-huh. your teammate, but <laughs> another really good one was uh, where you had to guess how many uh, like shy guys or ghosts were in the field, and they would like disappear and reappear. And you'd oh, have a little bit to call. count them all. Yeah, roll, roll call. call. <laughs> that one was pretty great. And then there's also the archery one where you could sabotage your friend by trapping them into. Well, one of you guys like shot an arrow at the other ones, and then you could trap each other by like pushing them into the other ghost. Or there was one up. where like one person's like huge and has a hammer or something. And they have like a light that goes in and oh, out. Oh, lights out! Everybody oh, yeah, else like runs That's around and great shit too, as well. Oh man, there's some classic games in there, yeah. Okay, this next question comes from Ben Ebig. We've got a good variety today. Yes. It says hello once again, Banter Nation. Today I have a question for you. Once upon a time, I recommended to my dad that he try playing Skyrim. Some of his all-time favorite games are Ratchet and Clank, so I told him that this would be something I strongly recommend. Once I got him to try the game, although he was intimidated at first, he ended up liking it so much that he spent the next four months playing Skyrim and accomplishing missions I never touched. Tell me about a time when you made a video game or movie recommendation that was impactful to another person. Oh, man. I don't uh, know. Hunter, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, too. Jeez. Slam dunk. That's a, yeah, that's a pretty fucking solid You guys have one. to have gone back and forth now with like a few solid recommendations on anime. Yeah, I, I think mean, I think I got you into my hero too, right? Yeah, my sounds hero like Hunter's well. leading the way. I think Hunter's holding Hunter the fucking the, grand uh, flag of taste. Absolutely, tastemaker. He is the vanguard. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't have watched Cowboy Bebop without Max making me watch it. There's some so, classics that I recommend. And Berserk, dude. I wouldn't have fucking watched Berserk. Oh, yeah, I'd say that's probably a good fuck. one. I think Berserk, yeah, was one that I was like, dude, this is right up your fucking alley. <laughs> and I think that it, I think that ended up working out pretty well. So, so those, those are two ones. animes. Um. So I don't I, know if I have movie recommendations. I take a lot of pride, actually, in recommending people video games. It's like one of my favorite things to do. I can yeah. see that. Especially when they like pan out well. And mm-hmm. I'm even remembering a specific time. I think it was like 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter, you had just gotten like a gift card to GameStop or something. You, you had money to spend on a game and you called me. Mm-hmm. And you said, like, what game should I get? <laughs> and I was in the car with my parents. 
And I asked you like, like a, yes, yeah. <laughs> licking your lips. <laughs> and, I, and I asked you like a few basic, I asked you a few basic questions and I recommended Dishonored to you. Okay. And I think you really liked it. But when I got off the phone, like my parents were like, damn, Chase, like <laughs> that was like some salesman shit right there. <laughs> and so I've had recommend, I've recommended to um, Brady multiple co-op games that he's played with people like lovers in a dangerous space time. I recommended to Cole and his girlfriend overcooked and they like fell into that like Mm -hmm. super well. And that I was really proud of that. Um, I recommended to you massive chalice. Yeah. That was going to be one for me. I was like, that one was a a slam dunk. Yeah. And then I, I recommended to you XCOM and I think you really liked XCOM as well. Yes. And I think you might've recommended to shadow of Mordor or shadow of Mordor as well. Because yeah, I think I was getting a PlayStation, and it was either like get the the uh, the Fallout Four bundle, uh-huh. or I could like get a normal like like the uh, the Battlefield like right, Star Wars right. one, which I've never fucking played. But I was like, I have a little bit more money, and I think I called you and asked about Shadow of Mordor. <laughs> and so recently, the the most recent recommendations that I've, I've been really like. Uh, rewarding is actually with Darian. Darian has been playing games ever since we've like moved in together as, as virtue of dating me essentially. <laughs> and she played Fez and loved Fez and we mm-hmm. moved on to Hohokam and she really liked Hohokam. And then after that I was like, okay, I'm going to give you something like a little bit bigger that I don't like. I hope, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And I recommended to her Fable 2 and oh, she sure. like played the shit out of Fable 2 to the point where she was like setting her own goals. She's like, no, like right now I'm trying to buy every property in the game. And I'm like, oh my God. What about Zelda though? Yeah. So then we, we give <laughs> Darian Zelda and 120 hours later, she's got every item in the game. She's done every quest. And then most recently I gave her uh, Stardew Valley and she's been sucked into that all over again. Fuck. So I've just, I've been, I've been on a roll. Like I really enjoy trying to, pick out like what I think people are going to like in games and you're like a tailor but for for games what's up (laughs) (laughs) the games tailor Max what about you Uh, I mean I think Berserk's probably my best one I don't really know of much else that I've really like pitched to somebody that they ended up super duper liking other than getting like a few select friends into like fighting games did you pitch drive to chase no, I don't think so. No, you all saw similar. I'm sure we got into a Ryan Gosling phase synonymously at the same mm, time. That's pretty nice. Is, yeah. yeah, I can't really think if I've given you any like recent recommendations that you fell into. Movies are tough because I feel like I feel it's, like I rarely have something that's so good that I recommend it that they're not already going to see. Well, I just yeah, get so excited way. about everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're an excited boy. You're, that's you're excitable. That's good. Passionate. <laughs> Passionate. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you for the uh, question, Ben. All right. Next question comes from Dunter, who, like I said, had to he double had to, up. Yeah. yeah I thought but this I got was Dooney's mail corner. What's going on right now? But I got to admit, Dooney, I feel like, has got the quality bar right now because the next question from Dunter just says, if you had a really fluffy bunny, what would you name it? See, he's just trying to fill the fill the email slots yeah. as much he's as possible. It's like a kid that's putting in journal entries that... It's just the number of entries, not yeah, necessarily right. you the quality. Make this of many entries. posts with this many. Characters. This is sentence fifty-five. Yeah, <laughs> bubbly, bubbly. This is sentence fifty-seven. <laughs> uh, well, for me, I think that animals with uh, human names is always funny. Are the worst. What I would <laughs> so definitely worst. name like, you know, unless Paul it's ironic, Hank or Henry. Yeah, I mean, James. like a, fu- a fluffy bunny named Stephen would be kind of funny. But 
Yeah, how do you hate that, Chase? You have a dog named fucking Grantham. That's when is the last time you've met a Grantham? <laughs> uh, the history books tell you about a Grantham, <laughs> and when was the last time you met an animal named Grantham? Never. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's awesome. I don't know what the yeah. What are you doing? I'm saying that it's a great human name, and when you apply it to a dog, it's that much more awesome. Grantham is a cool name, regardless. Yeah, yeah Grantham's um, a fantastic name. I don't know how how long I'm going to entertain this one. Let's just say <laughs> um, Thumper. Yeah. <coughs> I'll, I'll say <laughs> He-Man. That's pretty good, too, as well. I'll name mine Trump. <laughs> there you go. Trump the bunny. <laughs> Little bunny Trump. Little bunny Trump is good. All right. Max, you already said yours? Yes. Yeah. All right. This next one comes from... Eduardo Santana. Fuck yeah, man. Drop it in. This one looks lengthy. It is. Girthy. Yeah, Yeah, he he definitely, uh, he understands our passion for Blade Runner, so. (laughs) Oh, God. He says, howdy do, fuckaroos. (laughs) Hey. I've got a juicy quetch for you in the Mm. form of one of my favorite topics, perspective. I've always found that as a child, teenager, and especially an adult, who we are doesn't really define how people see or think about us. Their perspective on stuff we do is what really cements who we actually are to them. And what's amusing is that since people are so complex and singular, we are actually perceived as different people by different people. It entirely depends on what this person sees as good, bad, funny, and more. So my question is to you guys, since we are perceived differently by people, does that really make us one person or a culmination of all the different ways we act and interact with different people into one vessel? Cheers, dude. He says, P.S., I'm drunk. And then he says, P.S. I drank a gluten free hazelnut beer, and I got to tell you, it tastes like ass. Yeah. There's no gluten in it, and that's what makes a beer taste so Except good. Except if you read the fine print, there might be gluten in that. Yeah, you probably. might die pretty soon. You should probably go to a hospital, Eduardo. So, um, so, so I mean, to frame the question again, he's saying, are we just byproducts of people's perspectives of us, or are we. Or is the the opposite? Are of that? you who you are say we, you are, or are you how people perceive you? Or are you how you think people perceive you? Oh yeah, because there are there layer. are three. There's three yeah. layers. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, let me let me let me get real nerdy with you guys. Mm-hmm. I've been reading about semiotics lately, which is the study of symbols and meanings. Okay. And there's these two uh, models for what a sign is. The first model is like a two, it's like a, it's a bipedal sign, right? There's the signified, which is the thing, like your understanding of the thing itself. Mm -hmm. And then there's the signifier, which is like the symbol that signifies what that signifier is. So dog, the word Mm -hmm. would be the signifier of our understanding of what a dog is. Right. And that's the signified. And then the other, and then you can add one more layer to that and you can say there is the object itself. So there is the dog that exists, mm-hmm. then there is our understanding of what that dog is, and mm-hmm. then there is the signifier of that dog. Mm-hmm. And so what he's, I think what he's sort of highlighting is, how can we ever really know what the object is when we're talking about ourselves? Like, how can we really understand what we are in the most objective sense if all we can really go off of is how, like, either our understanding of ourselves or other people's understanding of us, you know? And 
it's kind of hard to follow. It's it's a lot of info in one in one go, but that's where my mind went with it. Well, what is object yeah. like? What are you objectively? I mean, you like you like, exist in reality. Yeah, I don't think you objectively, but like exactly. subjectively is all the thin layers of who you are, like socially and everything exactly. beyond that, which is indefinable. Which is in which is people's terms. understanding of you. Which is how. But I don't think that together. anybody can have a truly objective experience or perspective. Like, yeah, I don't think it's not. really yeah. possible to grasp That's the not object being a human being. section. Right. Because yeah. I, I, I don't think anybody would argue that we all are tangible things in reality. No, That's we absolutely sure. are. Right. So that's that's for sure. Well, No, no. People would argue against that. Oh. Like there, there are people who do argue against that. And that's actually like that's a that's the other side of the coin in 1984. Like the, the government at the very top has a belief that there is no reality. Anyway. Well, well, there we go. Well, now I'm lost. Now I'm out tapping it. Well, I mean, there is. I mean, quantum makes you wonder about that kind of stuff because quantum's becoming more and more of a mainstream science. And. A lot of about quantum is that it doesn't exist until it does exist, kind of thing. So, I don't know, but but not but getting outside of that, I'd say like, as far as how we define ourselves and how we identify ourselves, it's probably more being what you think people think you are. Yeah. Versus that's always been my mantra. Versus being what other people see you as. Yep. You know what I mean? I would agree with that, and like, because that's the other thing is. Even though maybe I don't have like an objective view of who I am, I like in my own head when I'm thinking about myself, I have a very like staunch idea of who that person is. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of how I see the true version of me, you know, kind yeah. of in the sense that if people take something that I say in a way that I didn't mean it, I can at least always go back and say, like, I know what I meant, you know? Right. And I also just think that like there's, I think people are so sort of like the idea of individualism is such a strong dogma now for like a lot of, especially like millennials and stuff. I think as our generations have gone and our civilizations progress, like individualism has become more and more of like this highly valued idea. And when you think about like, no one wants to just be the the summation of what other people think about them. You know, like everybody wants to feel like they are, maybe a little different or have something more to bring to the table than what other people perceive them as, unless you're like the fucking most popular, you know, whatever, if that's like your whole thing, then maybe, but I mean, it's a common cliche to say that like, you're the hero of your own story. Like you are the most important person in the universe because you are the universe in the sense that without your consciousness, you're it not wouldn't alive. Be perceived. Yeah. yeah. There is no universe without your own consciousness to you. Exactly. Yeah. Part. yeah. So, and if there's anything that Hunter Hunter has taught me, the chimera <laughs> ants, as they've evolved, have become more individualized within themselves, and that ultimately is causing their own destruction as they are not working unanimously together. As a hive mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I agree with pretty much every single one of the sentiments. Uh, at the end of the day, you are who you aren't always who you think you are but you are mostly like who you are to other people, if that makes sense. Like your effect on everybody else really is what makes you something in the whole reality of everything. Yeah. I'm just going to break that out and make that the intro of the show. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The last question comes from the figurehead, Dooney Ray. Yeah. It's really hamming it up. Sup foos. Are there any words or phrases you can't stand hearing? If so, what about them bother you? Personally, I don't like hearing the word blessed. 
It feels like all the work and effort one puts into something is disregarded, as if you were just given whatever you were desired. Your friend Israel. I mean, blessed is the worst thing ever. That's for sure. Combined I think with a hashtag. Hashtag blessed. I, I don't think it's bad to say, like, I was blessed with the good fortune to have been with the parents that I have, right? I think it's, I think it's, you're, in a lot of senses, you're just acknowledging that it's up to chance and you got a good go at that chance, right? So, like, if it's in the right context, I don't mind blessed, but I think most of the contexts that I hear, it's annoying, yes. I'm trying to think of annoying phrases in, like, video game discussions because mostly as of late, like, I've just been listening to people talk about games and it just, I can't fucking stand it. And I'm trying to think about what it is that, what they say, like. Well, I'm a big, like, I, it's mostly things that I say myself that I don't like when I understand, like, so I'm studying sign language a lot. And with sign language, we're getting a lot into, like, idiomatic expressions and what that Mm -hmm. means euphemisms and, shit. and euphemisms and then i realized that there's a lot of things that i say or that people say that i don't really fully understand and i just accept as like a saying mm-hmm. and it bothers me when i use them myself and i can't further explain what i mean i don't have a whole lot of examples right now but i will say that like chase brings this up a lot and he'll call me on it if i say something is like interesting yeah and, like what that really means to me it's and like hard, how i'm using it's... that as like a blanket for something and i hate statements like that and I want to be able to describe, like, if I can describe it in ASL, it's usually something that I'm happy with, as opposed to if it's some form of, like, English language that I'm relying on, then it's usually an expression that I don't care for. Yeah, something being interesting, you hear that a lot, but it's also hard to avoid, especially when you're in just casual conversation, you know? True. I think things that annoy me are when people, like, have this sort of, like, it's like a half-hearted semi-apologetic way of saying something that they mean, but then they backtrack and they're saying like, but it shouldn't offend you. Right. Like saying like, I'm just saying, or um, <laughs> fucking, um, that's just how I am or something like that. Like those things I fucking annoy me. I can't stand that. I can't it's stand like, saying that like, that's just who I am or how I am. It's like, or that's no, you just can who change he that. is. It's like, well, yeah, that means you're just a dick. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I just hate that shit. It's, it's not, it's not an apology. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just like a de facto statement. Like when people say that about like things, like people say that about math or something like, oh, I'm just not good at math. Like, no, you're just not trying at math when you do that. Like you just don't like that or something like that. Like Ooh. you're not focusing into it. And that reminds me about music too. Like people that are just like, oh, I'd never be able to do that. Or like, I just wasn't born able to do music shit. I'm like, you're a fucking loser because you totally are you able are to do that. You are a loser. You know, well, I don't say <laughs> it's that. Rough, dude. It's just well, how, how I about feel this? How I'm about like, you're a fucking loser, dude? Get out of I, my fucking face. <laughs> I mean, I like, so I do think that certain people are inclined to be able to do certain things better than others or whatever, but to just flat out say like, I wasn't born with the talent to be able to do that. I'm like, dude, I almost feel like that invalidates me and like all the the effort that I would put in to like really trying to be good at an yeah, instrument. Like you just it's almost had like it from what Dooney is saying. You were just blessed, you know, like yeah. it just happened, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're so lucky, know. Hunter, that you're good at that, man. No, People say that shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's fucked you're like, up. Well, and it's not like I get like actually angry, but I'm like, that's just such a dumb viewpoint of it, you know. I agree. It's a good question. Yeah. I can't really think of anything specific, but I just know that they're like. I've actually been wanting to do this and it, it, like start collecting f- empty phrases I hear when people talk about video games and just 
dumping them all in one singular spot. Like the very typical things that people try to latch onto when they try to talk about a video game critically. And it's only because these are the things that are recycled constantly in conversation. It's like the only way people know how to talk about games. Like pacing is something that's mentioned all the time. Like, oh, the pacing of this. As if there's like these golden words that people think that if they use, they're saying something insightful. Yeah, or or here, here's a okay, no, here's a big one. When someone says in a video game, like, yeah, they just do this thing and it's so smart. Almost in the same way that interesting is uh, generic. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that like they do this in this game and it is smart doesn't really say anything. And what I think they're like, what comes across to me is, oh, I'm so smart for for noticing this. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah, know, and it's like, yeah. all right, dude. It's no, like, like a backwards self brag, humble exactly. brag, or something. Backwards self brag. But like, I also think, like, knowing Chase, uh, you do not like when people speak in relativistic terms. Absolutely, yeah. Because Chase is like very principled. I wouldn't say you're like an absolutist, but I think you like putting back, like, sort of formal guy like guidances around the way that you think and structure things. Yeah. I like to have like touchstones basically, mm-hmm. you know, and, and my whole thing always is of course the world isn't black and white. It's gray, but you cannot have gray if black and white doesn't exist. Like that's always been sort of a very easy way to, to put it into words. And, and along those same lines, like something that I will hone in on, like if I'm having a conversation with a person and they say like, well, it's different for everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. like, no, yeah. it's not like eventually you're going to have to get down to the core of something. And I, maybe you don't know it now, but I bet if I ask you enough questions, we could get there, you know? Right. Yeah. So that was a good question, Danny. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. And that's very, yeah. all the email we have. Was we've, that five of them? We've that gone through the lot. backlog. Yeah. Was that, that all the, v- the email? So that means uh-huh. that we need more We're pretty email. popular guys. Yeah. That's we're good. pretty cool, man. <laughs> we're some, we're a cool squad here. This show is so interesting and goddamn are we blessed. <laughs> yeah, man. For real. <laughs> The pacing just is saying. just magnificent. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's different for everybody who it's listens different. to it. <laughs> That's what um, I was so, <laughs> so before we go farther, uh, does anybody any final words on your perfect beer, best friends? Very good. Top Very notch. Good. Top yeah. notch. Stone it's just a great, support. solid go-to, you know. And um, yeah, I didn't really bring it on the show to be like, Hunter, this is the best we have to offer. But it's like, this is the template of what i think san diego style beer is so yeah it's a very good it's like a good reliable pale ale i feel like pale ales like i haven't had enough uh like i haven't had pale ales or that many pale ales that i've been like this is really good you know like like i've I've had a like i feel like a pale ale is usually just a cop out because i don't want an ipa but like this this stands on its own right you know it's hard to stand out at that level of like you know generality like a pale ale is used for a lot of different things you know it's like a step above a lager right so yeah yeah but it's good we can get it kind of standing out uh this imperial stout doesn't seem to really like do anything different than any other stout that i've really had um i mean it's sweet and i like sweet stuff i'm a sweet guy but is there like coffee and shit in it or like uh chocolatey it is chocolatey. I wouldn't say coffee is like a dominant, a dominant flavor. It's definitely there, just given the natural idea of being an imperial stout. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think that this just isn't a beer that I am super duper into. Uh, that being said, I'm not really a big stout guy. It's not very fair, right? <laughs> it's different for everybody, right? And I'm just the person who's not a stout guy. But 
uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes up. I think I got one more spooky beer left of the month, so maybe that one will stand out a little differently. <laughs> but that's just how you are. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's that's just me. This is Hashtag blessed. Um, if you want to be blessed by us, you can go to www.wittybantershow.com. Right. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at probably Max. If you want to follow Chase, you can follow him at Bodacious Chase. Just you scored follow- over 400 followers. Yeah, oh, fuck which yeah, means dude. it's mainstream and it's cool right now. It's cool to follow Chase right now. So get <laughs> yeah. on that bandwagon. Right before second, the 280. Yeah. I was about to say the second 280 graces me. <laughs> That's going to double the 800. Absolutely. Um, and then if you want to follow the show as a collective because you just can't fucking decide. Uh, you can go. You can follow us at Witty Banter Show. Um, anything else, gents? Before we head on out of here, I'm gonna miss not having this set up next week. But uh, this was a fun episode, and we're gonna keep on going. 125 was a real uh, knee slapper. A humdinger. We're, ar- we're already a fourth on the way through to the next hundredth anniversary of episodes man i feel like the hundred episode i thought you were saying fourth of the way through to the 500 episode i was like that's a long way away (laughs) (laughs) oh shit we need to stop now it's our 15th year (laughs) but uh thank you so much gents have fun out there in california i'm gonna go back to my lonesome here in my warm texas room but you guys have a good time out there all right we'll do